in the previous study i have said how that when genesis chapter 1 verse 26 reads that god made man in his own image after his likeness that that likeness as seen in genesis 1 26 does not just talk about the structural or physiological development of adam that when the scripture says god made man in his own image he speaks of the fact that god intentionally made man to be his representative and that's why we have the words in his image after his likeness in other words man is not just looking like god in form but that by function and utility is to operate like god after his likeness then god says let them have dominion over the fish of the air of the sea over the bears of the air and over everything that creeps upon the earth so the first fact we are being confronted with is that man is given a government by god but the government is not to dominate fellow human being that's very clear from the scriptures but now this so-called dominion mandate is only going to be executed when man keeps remaining in the image of who made him in other words if man must get his essence then it means that he has got to see god who had made him in his own image you know in matthew chapter i mean john chapter 4 jesus spoke to the woman that came to the well of jacob to fish that god is a spirit now if god makes man in his own image it means if god then is a spirit the man is a spirit okay and again if god makes man in his own image and god is a spirit which the physical man cannot see for a man to actually understand his operation and what is meant to operate but he had god to seek god and as the gospel that was what apostle paul wrote to timothy in second timothy chapter 3 he said great is the mystery of godliness because god was manifested in man's form so when you study the scripture you begin to see that the intention of god for mankind is that mankind will keep seeking him that is the goal that man will never be independent of him because his essence is contained in him now i will take you through that scriptures as we trust god for illumination god made man in its own image genesis chapter one let's pray from there oh man the gehanush verse 26 and god said let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every crippling things that creep upon the face of the head and god made man in his own image now get that he made man like his own self and i told you that he made man in his own self does not only talks about the father man is bodily like god or that he physically look like god but that he is made to function like the father is 
So a man cannot and should not operate other than what God had been. So now we can begin to see what Adam was like before the fall. You know, we've talked about the fact that Adam fell, and then when we asked what he did fall from, we talk about the fact that he fell from grace and that he lost the life of God. But then we do know that before the fall, God gave him dominion. But then you should know that what God gave Adam in the garden was not just the dominion God gave him his life. Because Adam was God's representation. Not just by his physical look, but by his likeness. Now look at the word. God made man in his own image after his likeness. That is after his attributes. In other words, there is the life of Adam before the fall and is the life of Adam after the fall. And this life of Adam before the fall is different from the life of Adam after the fall. And as much is different from the authority God gave to Adam. So what Adam lost in the fall was not the authority to dominate. He also lost the life of God. So the question is, how does this likeness of God looks like actually now what is the likeness of god that is what are the attributes of god glory be to god forevermore that's what god had revealed to us in christ that was what apostle paul was explaining when he said when a man is in christ he's a new creature all things are passed away in other words when we came into christ we step in the order of the image in them was and that reminds me first Corinthians chapter 15 apostle paul said that the the the, the image of of adam was of um the earthward similitude and because we came from his lineage according to the flesh we will bear of his image and it says that when we cross into the image of god through christ we bear the image of the heavenly being in other words there is a life god wants every believer to live and his life is contained in God. And his life is not just a concept, so to say, or is just not um, a kind of life we cannot describe. It is attributive in nature. Now, mark the words God made man in his likeness, that is, in his passion, in his form of living. So, now, how do we actually take a grasp of what that likeness is? That is the point I'm making. Actually, two things. One, what does it mean when the scripture says Adam was made in the image of God? Now, what is that image and what is the likeness, that this passion, the attribute, how that image is made to function? So God is saying, look, I have not just made mankind to look like me. I have also wired them to function like me. In my attributes. So when Adam fell, he both lost the life which is the attributes of God that is wired in him and also lost the authority of the kingdom. Glory be to God. So, after the fall, we begin to see that God began to paste after man. He began to seek man. You know, when um, Stephen will write in, in Acts chapter 9, he said, the God of glory appeared unto Abraham. Acts chapter 9. Let's go there very quickly. Acts chapter 9. The God of glory appeared to Abraham. Now, why would the God of glory appear to Abraham? Because man has lost sight of God, has lost um, his attention and his affection of God, has lost his nature that is enclosed in God. So, God had to reveal himself to man in order for man to be brought into perspective. 
Hmm. So the fall did a great harm to mankind. It moved us from where we used to be. Little wonder Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 13 that he had delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us. There is a positioning. So there is a shifting back. Oh, glory to God. So Adam was brought out of alignment. Now, where I'm going is not too far. I want to see the life of Adam. You know, I've heard too many preachers emphasize the fact that, okay, Adam fell and he lost the life of God. And when he lost the life of God, uh, he lost dominion and respect. And the course of nature began to dominate him. And I've also Paul brought that forward in Galatians chapter 5. We talks about the fact that when a man is still a baby, he is brought under the element of things. And the things around him controls him. So in other words, when the man falls, he does not only lose the life of God, he lost the authority. He lost the... the, the, the um, what is fashioned to function in him. But now he has been restored in Christ. If any man now is in Christ, he becomes a new creature. After the image of him that they created him. Acts chapter 9. And Saul, no, 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 that, that should be um, 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 um. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Okay, I can't look at the scripture. But I'm looking at it anyway. Now, what I really want to pick was the word of Stephen. As he confronted those critics, he told them that the God of... Okay, I think I found it. If it is it at all. Okay, I found it. Acts chapter 7. Now, the Stephen re- replying the critics who are the Jews and the, um, um, and the Pharisees. Okay, he replied. Acts chapter 7 verse 1. Then said the high priest, are this things so? And he said that the Stephen said, men and brethren and fathers, Akin, the God of glory. That is amazing appeared unto our father Abraham. Now the question you know, I, I don't want to pick much things from the scriptures the, the question I want to bring forth is that why must God reveal himself to Abraham? Because man had lost the image. They lost the picture. There is a shift of focus from him to other things. So God had to come in contact with man in order to bring them back into perspective. And that may, 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 may begin to Make us to ask for the essence of creature itself. Why had God made man in the first place? What is the purpose of man? How did God man? I mean, how did God intend man to function? And what happened as the fall? Now, the scripture says man is God's image. He's not a monkey. He's not a gorilla. He's not a lower being. He is like his maker. So what is the fall all about? He fell from the life of his maker. And he lost sight of his maker. And since he lost life of, the, of his maker. And he lost the picture of his maker. He cannot be like his maker. Hence the need for redemption. So there is no redemption. If there is no shift out of course. And that tells us 
even from the beginning, the value of mankind. God did not just value man because um, he is the last creature or because um, he gave him authority. God values man because man is meant to represent and operate like him. And since man has been taken out of his presence, for man to function as he ought to function, then he has got to see God. That's the point. Now, the question is, why did God create man in the first place? And why the fall? Now, let's see what Apostle Paul said. Ephesians chapter 1. We've been looking at the scriptures for some time. And the intention is to let us see that we have been reinstated in Christ. And that... The intention of God in creation is that it will tabernacle with man and we relate to the house. Relationship. Little wonder. Apostle John writes in verse John chapter 1. He says, I have written to you so that you will know that the eternal life that was with the Father is manifested. And now we have seen it. And now we are writing to you because we have got the fellowship with the Father. So that you can come and have fellowship with us and have fellowship with the Father. So the whole intention of the gospel or the whole intention of religion is to bring man back into God. It's not religion as it were. It's not singing as it were. It is intercourse, it is intimacy. Okay, now Ephesians chapter 1. We want to see the whole essence of creation. This is Apostle Paul speaking something far older than the creation of Adam. Ephesians 1 from verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Mark that. He has blessed us, past tense of God's world. This is what God had done. He had put things in place in Christ. And he began to tell us those things he called the spiritual blessings, which include the forgiveness of sin, which include redemption. And why redemption? Because man lost his place. So there's no redemption if not for the fall of man. So when God is redeeming man in Christ, he's not just making Christ to die for us because he wants Christ to suffer for us. But because the death of Christ will become a means by which he reinstates man back to who man is. And what was Adam like? One of the questions I want to solve in this discourse them was God's image. Now the picture is, what is God's image like? How is God like? You've got to see him. Hallelujah. So we can say God made mine his own image. I'm the image of God. we got to ask, what is that image like? And it says, the image is after his likeness. So we have got to ask, what is his likeness? Now this is what Apostle Paul was giving us a scope of. The likeness of the Father. And this is the same likeness Christ came to reinstall. So what God was trying to do with Adam, which seems to be frustrated or sabotaged, is what Christ had come to do. That reminds me of Romans chapter 8. The scripture says, I read, he said, there is no now condemnation for those who are in Christ, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life that is in Jesus had been us from love and death. For, the, for, for what the law could not do, that's what I'm, I'm making this up. What the law could not do in that it was weak. So there is, there is a thing God intends to perpetuate, even through the ministry of Moses, that was unable to be fully done. Now what was, what was that which God was doing through the ministry of Moses? He was putting himself in man again. So my intention is to show you the life of Adam before the fall. Because when God called Moses and God began to constitute the Lord to Moses, God was showing Moses what the life of the first man was before the fall. But before I show you from Moses, I want to show you from Apostle Paul what the life of a man is to be like. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, 
from verse 3. Blessed be God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Mark that. In the heavenly places. You know, the scripture says he blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You know, some people will read and say, in heavenly places. All our blessings are in heaven. No, that's not what the scripture is saying. He's not talking about the fact that spiritual blessings are in heaven. He talks about the fact that all of the things we have come to inherit in Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He has given us an inheritance. Okay. So all the inheritance we have come into in Christ are the things God had approved of. So Christ did not come from heaven to earth as a result of rebelling against God. Okay? He's not trying to, to start his own race of people. Because God feared in his own vision. So both God and Christ are one. So they walk the same vision. So all that you have received in Christ, which are possible called spiritual blessings, and sometimes we call the grace, are all approved in God. Now, verse 4 and 5, where I'm going, say, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That is interesting. So actually, there were things on the mind of God before he created Adam. So Adam is just an expression of an intention. So God did not make Adam by a mystic. There was a template. And the template was deliberate. Apostle Paul, by divine revelation, told us that God had blessed us. That is, He had made us who we are in Christ because that was His intention for Adam. First Corinthians chapter 15, he shared the same view. Comparing the image of the earthly man and the image of the spiritual man. He says, As you are partaker of the image of the earthly man who is a living soul, so shall we be partaker of the image of the spiritual man. You know the words? When God makes man, he intends to make man to be like him. And how is God like? That's what we are after. Now, check the scripture. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings just as he has chosen us in him. That is important. We are part of him. He shows us a name. Oh, glory be to God. Now, look at that word. You know what? We come to the scriptures. We first have to accept the scripture by the context of the scriptures. Then we look at um, um, the, the legsim of the scriptures, the words of the scriptures. Now, check that word. He has chosen us in him. That is inside of him. We are a part of him. So, man came out of God. You know, they reached this world. So sure, in um, Genesis chapter 1, let there be. So he made us to be out of him. So we are his expression. Just as he made us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. Now the Greek word for the word holy is agios. And agios means to be separated, to be exactly like. To be agios, that is to be only without blame. Now, the word without blame is to explain what it meant by agios. Now, the Greek word for and means that is to be blameless before him in love. Now, check the word to be blameless so that we can stand before him. That is interesting. That interesting phrases. And we operate in love. You know, some people say, well, God created man so that man can worship him. That is not true. From the scriptures. How do I know it's not true? John chapter 4. Jesus answered that woman she made at the well of Job, at the well of um, Jacob, that it's possible for a person to worship and worship what he does not know. So the essence of creation is not worship. That's not established in the scriptures. 
the essence of creation that man will be the image or a picture of a representation an ambassador and the same thing we became in Christ because Christ is the possibility is the which gives expression to God's eternal vision which he had ordained before the foundation of the house second Corinthians chapter 5 if any man be in Christ is a new creature all is passed away behold all things become him and all things become of God who had made us um like himself, and he has given us a ministry of reconciliation, and said we are the ambassador of Christ. The word ambassador means image of, a representative of a person in another country. So the word ambassador of Christ is the same word as the word image. Alright, so I'm here, John 4. Okay, from verse 22. Through to 24, you worship Jesus Christ replying to the woman. You will not even scold them for not worshiping. Say so you worship, but you know not what you worship. The same word Apostle Paul used in Acts chapter 17 to the Athenian guys. You worship, but you don't know. So God did not make man to worship because you can worship what you don't know. Now, for instance, what's the cause of idolatry? People worshiping what they do not know, right? So the creation purpose is not worship. The creation purpose is to find the creator. So man's assignment on earth is to find the creator who made him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The more reason Apostle Paul wrote that he had made known himself to us. By the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is an expression of the Father. Great is the mystery of godliness. God manifested in the flesh. Seen by men, justified by angels. And taken up to glory. God manifesting himself. Now what is the life of Adam was? The point I'm making. What was the life of Adam was? Let's see what Moses wrote. Now I must mention here. You know, because I've heard people say something like, well, God made the life of the Jews very bitter when gave them the law. That is not true. You know, the law, as I believe, was given in order to show the Jews how they ought to live. Never you forget that for 430 years they have been in, in Egypt. They have learned the ways of Egypt. And besides, they have lived in a country where idolatry was his pride. Jethro made this known to Moses that Pharaoh prides himself in his gods. So, invariably, if the Jews live in Egypt for 300 years, there are things they have culture that is unlike God. So, when God instituted the Lord, it was an orientation or a learning process by which God, will, God wants to unlearn from them that which have cultured in Egypt. It's a system by which God wants to pass the Egypt out of them in order to make them what they ought to be. So, the Lord is God revealing himself to man and showing man what the first man was intended to be like before the fall. So, if you want to have access to what Adam was like before the fall. You've got to read God's instruction in the Lord to Moses. 
Because in the in God's instruction to Moses in the law, God made known to Moses how man ought to live. In other words, when God was revealing the law, God was showing to Moses his pattern for mankind, which becomes his structure, his fashion, his template for man, which we can call God's image, God's picture for man. So, what we saw in the law. Is God breaking himself down to Moses in concepts. So if I want to grab the life of Adam before the fall, I've got to see what God told Moses about how man ought to live in a society. Hallelujah. Exodus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There are two scriptures I would have loved to see. But I will call the Lord so that we can reach a conclusion and then subsequently we continue our studies glory be to god for heavenmore exodus chapter 21 um i would have liked to do a lot of narratives okay now you know it was in chapter 19 god appeared to you know god appeared to moses and began to tell him to instruct the Hebrews to prepare for to prepare themselves to have an encounter with him. And that was after they have gone out of Egypt. Never you forget in Exodus chapter 3, God told Moses, I'm sending you to, to your people to bring them out of the land of bondage, and you will bring them to this rock to worship me. Because you know, if you don't understand the intention of God, there is an intention. I wish I can take you back to Ephesians chapter 1 like I've read. You begin to see that God is not a joker. He's not just doing church. He's not just doing religion with us. He has a template. He has an intention. He has what he's working towards. And the best thing any man can do to himself is to find out what God is doing and join hands with him in accomplishing it. He was building a nation. He was building a new race of people. 2 Peter chapter, chapter, chapter 2 verse 9. We are a new generation. A new race of being. So there is an intention. It's raised on people. That will be like him. That will represent him. Not just by going to prayer meetings and reading Bibles and praying in tongues. But that will demonstrate him in character. And that's why we see that in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we saw that after redemption is righteousness, the right way to live. So there is a right way to live which we call righteousness or the pattern of God for mankind. So when God redeemed them from Egypt, God told Moses, after you redeem them, you will bring them to this mountain. And it was in the mountain, or at the mountain, Mount Sinai, that God revealed himself to the people. God told Moses, I will reveal myself to those people, and I will speak to them so that they will know for themselves. Now maybe I will need to show you from Exodus chapter 3, how that when God appeared to Moses, he told Moses, look, tell the people, I am as appeared to you. The same God appeared to Abraham. A continuity in this revelation. I'm God's image. And God is doing something with me. Now, in chapter 20, God prepared them 
telling them what they need if they would encounter him. Now, I want to show you chapter 21 when God began to give them the law. And the law are the judgment or what we call the ordinances. Now, ordinances means the pattern of things. So there is a pattern. So the fall of Adam is a fall out of pattern, out of order. So when the Bible says God made man his own image, it means that he made man in his order. In his caliber, in his likeness. And that is not conceptual. It is attributive in nature. That is the point. That there is no faith, there is no encounter with God without character. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forever. Now, Isaiah chapter 21. Now, this God's talking, revealing to Moses how the Jews ought to live. This God breaking himself down to Moses. So that Moses can present him to the people. And so that the people can begin to pattern their life like he is. So that they can be his image. So when God made man his own image, it was not just a geology. It was not just um, um, a statement to actually make man gain self-esteem or gain self-worth. No, it was actually that God made man to live certain ways. So you can read Genesis 106 to be that God made man to walk in a particular way. Hallelujah. Now, these are the judgment. Now, check the word judgment. Now, judgment means justice, the right way, the plain way. These are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. Either by an Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and the seventh year he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. And if you if you if you were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master had given him a wife, and you has born him sons or daughter, the wife and the children shall be a masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, and I will not go hard free, then his master shall bring him unto the judges, and he shall also bring him to the door, or unto the doorpost, and his master shall boys ear, shall, shall boys ear through with an all, and he shall serve him forever. And if a man sell his daughter to be a maid servant, he shall go out as a maid servant. Verse 8, if she pleases, if she please not her master who has betrayed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed. To sell her unto a strange nation, she shall have no power, seeing she has dealt deceitfully with her. Verse 10, the last verse I will read. Now we explain the whole of the scriptures, the conversation. And if it takes him another wife, a food. A remnant and a duty of marriage shall not diminish. There are a lot to say from the scriptures. This is a pattern of life. This is God trying to set a right what a relationship between a servant and a master. That is, a boss and the employee should be. A pattern of living. So when God says, I made a man in my image. He said, look, I have made man to walk in a pattern. So what Moses wrote as the image became a pattern in the law. Now, if you move ahead, no, it's a conversation. Now, let me show you chapter 22. Chapter 22. 
from verse 1. If a man shall sell an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. This is amazing. This is order. Now, never you forget that in chapter 21 verse 1, the scripture says that this is the judgment you shall set before the people. That is, this is the pattern of life for the people. So when God made man in his own image, he made him so that he will walk according to the pattern. So there is no such thing as living a life without restraint. You can't walk with God and there will not be rules that will bind you. Because there is a definite way in which you want us to live. And this way is in Christ. The more reason God revealed himself to Moses... The more reason he revealed himself to, to Abraham, the God of glory, Stephen said, appeared to our father Abraham. Why must he appear to him? Because Abraham must understand that he's not like the Canaanites, he's after the image of God. So a believer should not allow his environment to determine who he's becoming because it's not the image after the environment, it's the image after him that made him. There's a scripture that jumped in my mouth, in my mind right now. I think that should be James chapter 1, verse 23 or so. The scripture says that we are created after the image of him that made us. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 3, those two scriptures. He said the inward man is renewed by knowledge after the image of him that made him so man is made to function like God the word image is to present to us who God is and in Ephesians chapter 1 we saw that God is holiness and this is what he had in mind when he made man so God made man to be different and different in the saying that he becomes his representative and now, Apostle Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 4, the last scriptures I will show you, I just have got to run off, I just want to keep this thought, so that when we find the time, we can study along the line. Ephesians chapter 1, where I would stop. Chapter 4, rather. I like that scripture so much. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ. That means that, when a man comes to Christ, the Christ he came into makes him to unlearn some things. It's not just a new creation because Apostle Paul wants to, to bamboozle us with words. Actually, a change occurred when a man receives eternal life in Christ. That was what Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 10. That nobody would need to go to heaven and bring Christ down. And nobody would go to the hell and bring him down from the grave. Or if thou believe it, then have the Lord Jesus Christ. And confess the man that God has risen from the dead, that shall be saved. For with an heart, thou believest on the righteous. And with the mouth, confession is made under salvation. So when a man confesses Christ, he stepped into God's plan for him. He's reinstated. And when it comes to Christ, Apostle calls that experience learning Christ. Knowing Christ. So he said that you have not so learned Christ. Then we're not parent now with our picture from verse 17 when we began to describe the life of the unsaved. Yeah. 
Now, let me pick verse 19. Then when I read verse 20, it makes some sense. Who been passed? Now, let me read from verse um, 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 18. Having the understanding darkened, talking about the unbelievers, their understanding is darkened, being alienated from the life of God, they were separated, they are separated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. The unbelievers are blinded in their hearts. Then verse 19 talks about what their life is like. Verse 19 says that who been past feelings had given themselves unto lavishness, uncleanness, of course, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. That is the life of an unbeliever. Somebody who had fallen from grace. So Adam before the fall was not greedy. Adam before the fall was not unclean. Adam before the fall had his mind illuminated by the life of God. He was not just a beast, just, just saturated with the glory of God and floating all around. He was actually a being that acted rightly. Then verse 20 says that, but you have not so learned Christ. Christ is a different experience. Now, verse 21. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught of him, are the truths in Christ that you put off concerning the former conversation. Now mark that. When a man learns Christ, there are things he puts off, not because he wants to bear the name of a believer, but because when he comes, he becomes a new creature, and because he becomes a new creature, there are things he puts off that you put off concerning the former life. The old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful laws. Now, verse 23, we are saying, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man. Check the word, the new man. Which after God, that is where I'm going. This new man, this new creature, this new workman, this created man, is created after the image of him that recreated him in righteousness and true holiness. Do you get that at all? So what is the image of him that created the new man? The image is righteousness. So when the scripture says that God made man in his image, it's meant that God made man righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm God's image. I'm God's image. And as God's image, my assignment is to pace after him who created me. My, my assignment is to find him that had made me. On the final note, I will narrate two scriptures I found in Exodus chapter 24 and 25. In chapter 24, God invited Moses to come to Horeb. And God told him that he should come with 70 of the leaders in Israel. So he came with 70 men in Israel, and certain guys also went with him, of which were Abihu and some other guys. So altogether, there were 47 men. And you know the amazing thing was that the Bible said that when they came to the mountain, they saw God. And that is contrary to what we have been made to believe that nobody can see God. But it was amazing that when they came to the mountain, the scriptures recorded that they saw God and they did not die. In other words, the intention of God that man will come into encounter with him. That's the point I'm making. And as though that was not enough, in chapter 25, the scripture says, and the Lord told Moses, Moses, you have got to build me an ark because I want to tabernacle with man. 
Amazing. The goal of redemption is that God will tabernacle with us. So when God made man in his own image, he wants man to know him if man must be that image. He he wants man to relate to them, to fellowship with him if he must be that image. He wants man to walk in his consciousness if he must be that image. So we are God's image. Hallelujah, we are his image. Glory be to God. We bear his likeness. We act like him. We live like him. Glory be to God. We are God's image. Glory be to God. We are God's image.